this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach, and joining me tonight, born and raised in Queens, New York, Mr. Michael Pappas. What's up? How's it going, Mikey? Chilling. Also joining us tonight, the man, the drink, the legend, Green Tea. Hello, everybody. What up? And the Darth. Of all pizzas, Mr. Bill Beck. How's it going, Bill? Long time. It's going good. This is my this is my second Zoom of the day. I'm very excited. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get gotta get that uh the zoom time in, right? Oh god, no. <laughs> Are you you guys uh man, is everything like slowly shift like is everything like shifting slowly or suddenly back to zoom for you guys? Um, I've been on zoom. I've been working, uh, uh, from home uh, since 2020. So, Oh, really? So you, you haven't, you haven't had a break from home then? No, not really. I don't, I don't leave the house. I'm sort of, sort of becoming accustomed to it. I'm kind of used to it these days. Is, is Bill farting? <laughs> no, I'm not, but I hear that noise. <laughs> what is that? What, would you like me to? I think it might have been T because it, it started making that noise and it switched to T for a second. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's my headset messing up. Yeah, you know what it is? Those noise canceling headsets that mute your um your surrounding audio within yeah. the room. That it can sometimes cause that like weird, like a pre tits toots. Uh, like I like I told the wife today when i fart my i raise off the seat a little bit sends ah. me in the air i levitate for a few minutes so if you see me raised then i'm really farting thought maybe we thought maybe you were just finding enlightenment really you were just passing gas that's impressive <laughs> man all right so if i fart, i'll let you guys know all right <laughs> Good. Bill, I wanted to ask you, since uh, you weren't on uh, last week and I haven't talked to you about uh, the first episode, what what is your overall rating, like one out of 10? Quick thoughts on it. I'd say a good eight, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved seeing a, a lot of the nostalgic uh, stuff that was in the episode. Um, I heard that fart again. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fucking contain myself for an hour and a half listening to farts like that but i can try <laughs> oh very God. special episode oh <laughs> talking sin. all right my headset is off all right all right hopefully that clears hopefully you that actually, clears some of the methane yeah try farting good. again see if we hear it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it didn't pick it up this time all right all right um our uh, our buddy uh, me and t's buddy uh tim q used to coach um football at portage central and he had a kid once who was farting one of his players and uh, nice. he was like, man, cut it out. And he was like, coach, I can do it on command. 
He's like, you cannot <laughs> fart on command. He's like, I, I can fart on command. And all his buddies were like, yeah, man, he can fart on command anytime. Middle of class would just be like, point at him and be like, all right, Tommy, fart. And he just, Pfft. so for the rest of the year, Tim Q would test him. Like they'd be in the middle of like two a days or running plays and stuff. And he'd be like, Tommy, fart. And he just fart. fart. I don't. <laughs> Dude, he had to have crapped himself at least once. <laughs> Just didn't tell anybody. Right. Probably the probably the, the, the day he said no to farting, he probably shit himself the day before. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you said an eight, which I believe is exactly what T gave. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I said. You and Pappas said eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, a lot of things. I mean, I saw a lot of hate going around afterwards. I tried not to uh, before we podcast last week to look up anybody. Is it else's. the same people who bitch about Star Wars constantly, or is it is it new people? So I know one of the articles that was was uh, read was just somebody that was bashing it because they just didn't like that Baby Yoda wasn't there. Like, or yeah, Baby Yoda should have been in it. So? I'd like Baby Yoda to be anything. That's why I didn't like Bad Batch. <laughs> well, you got Omega. Oh, Amiga. Omega. Omega. Rika. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw a meme about that uh, this week. I, I think I might have shared it on Pop, Pop Culture Hour, but um, it was uh, Fennec and Boba Fett doing something, and she's like, "Oh yeah, reminds me of your sister." And he's like, "Sister." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Fennec, Fennec is involved with the the, the, the Omega. Mm-hmm. Omega. So, guys, uh, over under chances. Um, give me your percentage of uh, what you think the chances are of us seeing Tamira Morrison in drag playing Omega <laughs> before the end of the. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> Just Tam in a blonde wig, like you know. <laughs> No, they uh, just they just synthesize his voice a little, like yeah. the chipmunks. Yeah, no, just, just have him just have him talking falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, Amiga. That would be a good fet face of the week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, did you get the uh, the gif I sent you of, uh, or I sent Mikey of the uh, for the fet faces of the week? So, yeah, he did. He sent that to me. Yeah, so what's really cool about that is, uh, like, he does a lot of those, like, really intense faces and stuff. And he, have you guys seen him do the uh, haka? Isn't that one it's of the, the isn't that one of the reface gifts you sent me? Yeah. Um, so the haka is, like, a traditional Maori, like, dance. Um, oh. So it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's that movie that The Rock was in? Uh, and then like goes, Jason Momoa and the rock do it in like a bunch of movies. Like yeah. Sean Hobbs. Was that, was that the one? Yeah, they did some, some of that in there. Jungle cruise. That's the movie with the rock in it. Jungle cruise. <laughs> that That's one of them. Is... Yeah. 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 That's when the rock was a young man in that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no yeah, the pacifier the pacifier. He does it. 
Yeah. So I think it's, I think it is the Hobbs one or something where they like go to his family and they all do like yeah. the, the thing, you know? Um, yeah. So it's like a, it's a traditional Maori thing as well. So they incorporated a lot of that into this just for Tim Morrison, because like, that's his culture. It's his heritage. And actually, if you guys ever YouTube Tim Morrison getting inducted into the Bible first, he does it right there, like on a celebration, like floor um, to celebrate getting inducted. And he's doing like all these tongues and, you know, really intense faces and stuff. But yeah, it's hilarious. His, his, his facial expressions are one in a million. So the Tuscans cool. are Maori, essentially. Right. Yeah. So essentially they're, well, so I think the Tuscans, and I think I mentioned this last week, like they've become kind of uh, uh, like an example of all these native cultures, um, you know, be it Maori or native American or whatever that, uh, um, has been oppressed essentially. And that was kind of driven home in this week's episode when he was like, you know, the Tuscans lay ancestral claim to the dune seas and, you know, you need to pay the, you need to pay the paid respects. Ooh, I sound a, I hear a, I hear a fine voice somewhere echoing back at me, but, uh, yeah. So they kind of drove that point home, which I thought was cool. They're really yeah. doing a lot of work to try to rehabilitate the image of, 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 of uh, Tuscans. Yeah. Uh, over, over this in the Mandalorian. I, I, I making us understand them a lot more. I, I look from a different point of view is a big line in Star Wars. And I think it's been utilized in the last five years in a lot of different ways. Uh, there's content in the books and the comics and the video games and seeing point of view from both uh, the Sith, the Jedi, um, you know, rebellion, uh, rebellion extremists like Saul Guerrero to um, to even the Inquisitors, like you see like their point of view. And, and I think the, the writing is doing a better job today in Star Wars in that regard, specifically before anybody fucking shoots me down um, of showing motive uh, and why it's justified, right? So like we, we didn't know shit about the Tuscans in 1977. We just knew these were fucking, they were fucking crazy sand people who, who like, whatever that noise they make like they they're just like savage, right? my daughter uh, <laughs> we were wow. watching the episode this afternoon and my daughter was like what are those donkey people doing it's a don- it's a donkey that's what it is yeah uh i Santa had donkeys that, i had that in my notes um which I, did I send you my notes, Mikey? Because I, I put on no, there no. Uh, from a certain point of view, you know, as uh, a big thing in Star Wars. And yeah. over the last couple of uh, like the Mandalorian and this, we went from like, think about in 1977, you thought of the menace on Tatooine as the Tuscans, right? But now yeah. we're, I think we're starting to see that Jawas are the true menace of Tatooine. Mm. and not the Tuscans because we went from feeling sorry from for the Jawas in episode four um, <laughs> and then having the blame you know like the Tuscans were framed for it essentially to now we're feeling sorry for the Tuscans and the Jawas are just going around like destroying people two Mandalorians yeah. right <laughs> yeah like the Jawas and the Huts are like the only true fucking evil on Tatooine 
fucking evil little bastards. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy that we've gone from hating the Tuscans to now feeling a lot of empathy for the Tuscans. And I hope that they continue that. Um, like you were saying, like, my fear is that they're going to, they're making Boba Fett into just a hero. And I don't want him to be just like a hero good guy. I want him to still be a bad guy, but be the protagonist of the show. Like, I want him to be a Walter White. In a perfect world, he would be like anti-hero. a horrible person. Yeah, the anti-hero. Yeah. Like a horrible person that you're rooting for. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I mean, he's been that, though. He's been that for, for from, uh, you know, episode two till till now. And I think like it's a whole, it's a redemption arc for him, right? Like the crawling out of the sandpit, the crawling out, crawling out of the Sarlacc was a, a rebirth, so to speak. I, I think we all gravitate towards Boba because of the anti-hero heroism that we've seen. And it's badass, right? And like there's enough Luke Skywalkers with a Luke Skywalker tail in, in the galaxy. So I, I feel like it, he's just very eccentric and different. And a lot of people identify with that to some regard. Um, but I know what you guys are saying for sure. I know how Bill feels. He wants to see badass Boba Fett. And <laughs> I'm going to let him, I don't know if he is going to now, but he has his uh, thoughts on the the Tuscan arc in this ser- in this uh, first season and how he feels like it needs to kind of like end well, already. Well, I was first going to uh, say, has Boba really been represented as an evil guy in the past, or does he just have a job that's been, uh, I mean, he hasn't really been a bad guy. It's his job, Bounty Hunter. I mean, yeah. it just so happens the people that he's been hunting are the people that we love, you know? Well, doesn't yeah. exactly mean that he's bad. He's no, not- we just... Go ahead, go ahead Mikey. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just, in Empire, like, you love Han Solo so much, and you want to see him get out make it out of that okay and and boba is the one that brings him into his impending doom so impending doom so it's like you're it's written for you to dislike him in that in in that story right right? i mean would would boba ever work uh as a bounty hunter for someone that's not evil like i i I, i'm guessing you go where the money goes you know but yeah. like you have somebody like okay like we had a Dominic Pace on the show the guy who uh, plays the bounty hunter Gecko in season one, and he was saying like the difference between and his headcanon and his mind the character he built for this for this bounty hunter like you know you have the Mandalorian and he's a bounty hunter but he's not ruthless in the sense like he finds a kid and the job's to kill the kid he's like man Gecko would have just killed the kid like that's the job what i got hired for um and i think that kind of goes back to like what we're seeing with boba fett where i think the most ruthless thing i can think of him doing in canon sorry my daughter is right next to me eating chips um i think the most ruthless thing that i can think of him doing in canon was in the clone wars didn't he uh wasn't he delivering like a bride like a slave girl as a bride or something to somebody in a, mm, that's kind of evil yeah like that's i think like the the evilest thing that i can think of um and asajj ventress actually was like in on that and when she found out about the girl she like set him set her free or something was that the the train heist was the girl yeah 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 right in the clone wars yeah you mean trying to blow up jedis isn't evil well i mean 
so he wasn't just trying to blow up Jedi, right? He was trying to blow up the guy that decapitated his father. Revenge yeah, is still evil. Yeah, but everybody who follows that dogma reminds him of of uh, Mace Windu. So I mean, I blew up the guy who killed my dad. I mean, it makes sense. Like <laughs> I don't blame. Like you. if you know, like if uh, I don't know, like if. I, I don't know a good example of this, but like if a certain authoritarian, you know, did something to a family member of mine, am I going to resent that whole authoritarian group, whether it's some like security guard company or some police force or, or a, a military force, right? Like, so I could see him resenting all the Jedi and, and thinking that like, hmm. use of the Jedi are all the same as Mace Windu, who's a total dick. So fuck them all. And like, I don't need to respect them. Matter of fact, I'm, I'd like to kill all of them type of thing. You know, it doesn't make him evil, though. He has resentments there. Right. Like, I have a lot of resentment now for uh, a lot of different systems and organizations uh, that I didn't have a few years ago just because of some crap that went down in my life. Um, but it doesn't make those organizations evil. Um, and it doesn't make me evil, right? Um, right. It's just That my, doesn't make you evil. It's just my certain point of view. Right. Yeah, it's a certain point of view. <clears throat> Which, like, and, like you, you, you see it in Mando, too, right? Like, when Mando's like, what is the asset? And, um, you know, Werner Herzog is like, you know, kind of don't worry about it. Just, like, you get paid to do what you do, and here's the best guard type of thing. And that's why even when Mando sees Baby Yoda and is with him for a couple of days and gets him there, he drops him off. Knowing how be- of an unethical thing that is to do is to bring a baby that he doesn't know the background of to to the empire, the remnants of the empire, he probably knows how unethical that is, but it's it's the code. It's the bounty hunter code. You don't ask questions. You take, you took a vow to join the guild and become a bounty hunter. You don't ask questions. And if the less questions, you know, the more you can justify it to yourself because you didn't have that information. You're just doing a job. You hear this so many times in star Wars. It's just a job. It's just a job. It's just a job. I think you hear it in the prequels with, uh, with uh, Sam Westall, what is, what's the uh, the one who changeling. tries to, the changeling, the bounty hunter who tries to assassinate Padme? Um, I don't know if you hear it in Jabba's Palace at all in Return of the Jedi, or if you hear it in the OT. You definitely hear it somewhere a bunch of times in the Clone Wars. I know that. So like it's a, it's it's an ongoing theme about just taking a job, and most of the time the people who are taking the job are taking the job to survive. Because they've lived this very hard times life. Well, it's know? like the uh, war profiteering and stuff in uh, The Last Jedi, right? That DJ brings up. Like all these guys, you know, he's, they're not just selling weapons and stuff to the rebels. They're selling them to the First Order as well. To them, it's just a job. But they're profiting off of people's, you know, lost lives and... Even like the Pike Syndicate, right? Like, what are they profiting off of? They're profiting off of the slave mines of Kessel and running spice everywhere. But let's not forget, that's where we found Han Solo. And to him, right? It was just a job. And the job wasn't worth his life in the end. That's why he dumped all the spice. Mm -hmm. Something came along that made Han go good. Like uh, sending a Mando and uh, Baby Yoda. Yeah, and so do we think that this, that's by fear, is that they're making Boba go good in this. Like, and I don't really want Boba to be good. I want Boba to be 
Boba. I, I think you can still be an anti-hero and, and have respect for, for others and lead with respect and not lead with fear. Uh, um, I, I'm not sounding cliche to mirror what's, what's said in the show. That's literally like a true parallel for Sawa movies too. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't think he can lose, if it's done right, which I have faith that it will be, I don't think that he'll lose that badassery of the anti-hero while still making ethical decisions to get this. First of all, the job is still a fucking crime lord. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's bringing respect within, within the families to him. The only problem with this job as a crime lord is I'm not seeing any crime going on. <laughs> well, he's, he, I think he needs to establish his position and grow in power first. Yeah, maybe. Right. And yes. he's, trying it in, he's trying it in a more just way. Right now, he's just trying to get everybody to come and, uh, like, pay their respects to him. Um, And that's, like, a big thing, like you said. Like, he wants to rule with respect. And then he respectfully shot Bib Fortuna in the face to get that. Um, Like, that's the most, like, crime lord move that he'd made. That's not even the actual series. I I was kind of surprised that they didn't, like, recap that. That they didn't show that in the first episode. Mm. Because, like, what if... I know the chances of people not like oh, yeah. watching this and not being familiar with the Mandalorian are slim. Um, They're just I, assuming everybody watched it. Exactly. Yeah. And watching it till the end, which I remember, Billy, you had, you didn't even watch it. We did that big megapod. And we no, had to be I stopped like, earlier before seeing that part. Yeah. We'd be like, Bill, go back and watch after the crap. So I thought and that I was interesting. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, so he's all about ruling with respect respect like where do you where do we think that's really going like like you said like where's the actual crime bill yeah well there's another thing the whole ruling part who the fuck is he ruling all uh, he, he's got right? he's got he's well but, but who's under him i mean we all the only people we've seen and i'm not ta- i'm not trying to talk shit on boba fett i'm in Throwing the hell out of it, but there's some parts that are that are mystifying to me, uh, such as he has nobody underneath him besides a droid, Fennec, and two Gamorians. Like that's all we've seen. He doesn't so, even have. It, he, he doesn't even have. Uh, uh, what's his face? The the, the blue uh, elephant guy from the Max Rebo doesn't even have him working for him anymore. So, so from my my Star Wars nerdism, Jawa was taxing everything that was smuggled into Tatooine into Mos Espa, Mos Eisley. And like the five other ports, small cities. And like, I'm talking about weapons, spice. Java lets them conduct business, but but tax, like, right? He's taking money off the top, just like organized crime in the real world, just like the the Sicilian mafia. Like, he takes money off the top. So the daimyo is like the godfather of like, of New York. There's a godfather of New York City, the Colombo, the Gambino family. There's one in New Jersey. There's one down in Sicily still. So, like, he's the daimyo, the godfather of Tatooine. You got to pay. Now, he doesn't have enough, a lot of muscle is what you're saying. Exactly. Compared to the debauchery that would go on in Jabba's palace with the bounty hunters, all the Gamorreans, the Twi'leks, the the hooligans and the vagrants and whoever else he had with him. I mean, that place was full of people when Jabba was around. The chick with, like, the eight boobs? Where's she at? Oh, God, yeah. Where's her her eight boobs? Bill and I went on a rant about that. It was actually six, right? Wasn't it six? Oh, yeah, I think it's six. Did I miscount? I I, I somehow... (laughs) That's so funny you said that. I went on a random caffeine rant. 
uh, with Bill and Heather the other night. I think I hit them from left left field. But uh, I, I I just think he wants to establish that he's the Godfather first. That's why he had he had them all come in and, and give their what is it like a present? He had them yeah, the offering the offering tribute. Tribute, like, the, yeah. like that's the tribute for them to make the agreement that like you're gonna start getting taxed on everything, and it comes to me because I'm the daimyo, daimyo, yeah. or whatever. Daimyo, yeah, he daimyo. Got brought a Wookie pelt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is it? Do you think like if if we're gonna see Boba Fett go full BA, he should just be wearing that next time Black Cristanan <laughs> or Car- Black Santi? San- yeah. Uh, Cut, be wearing it like a like a footy pajamas. Well, he used to have Wookie braids on him, remember? So no. So maybe he takes dude. that Wookie pelt and just starts wearing that around. Dude, the look that Karanthan gave him reminded me of Tormund at like oh, yeah. the battle at like the battle beyond the wall with the raised eyebrow and the crazy eye. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, looking. Tormund. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that should be a sick battle. Like, okay, so. Like, yeah, what you guys are saying, um, like, who is he actually ruling? Like, he's establishing himself right now, yes. Um, but here's the thing I thought was interesting. So the twins. Let's talk about the Huts, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, I think seen that, them? We've seen them in Clone Wars. I went, I went nuts when I saw them. <laughs> oh, man. I, I actually like... I'm glad I didn't uh, see any spoilers. Yeah, I'm glad that that... Uh, I, I wasn't spoiled for that either. I, actually, I watched it with my buddy Tim Q., um, just we did like a watch party thing and the watch party thing on disney plus and uh we were skyping at the same time we were like man like those were the best looking huts we've seen since return of the jedi and my yeah they looked good they sounded good it was great yeah so those are they said those were um jabba's cousins yep um so here's my here's my uh my my immediate thought were do you guys know zero the hut from the clone Wars? yes yes he, trans- was Jabba's he, has that, he has that weird tattoo thing going on. Is he transgender? It seems like it, right? Well, I mean, originally in back in uh, in in Legends, I'm not sure if it's this way in canon now. Maybe somebody can look that up real quick. Um, huts were like asexual, like hermaphrodites. Um, they didn't really oh, nice. have a gender, so. Oh maybe like he just embraced that more than the rest of them. But I mean, now they're calling them brother and sister and stuff. So I don't know. But my first thought was, I wonder if these are zeros kids. Gotta be. Yeah. Hmm. So even if there's just like a name drop of zero, like I would love that. How come zero could speak English? Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, it seems like they're totally capable. I always thought that maybe it was just kind of like a... Uh, they can understand English. Thing. Why couldn't they speak it? Yeah, and they oh, can okay. make sounds. I think it's just more of like, we're not going to... Most of them are like, we're not going to lower ourselves and speak anything but Huttese. Yeah. That's kind of my head canon. So if, if they're Zero's... They're Zero's parents? Or Z- Zero is their parent? No, Zero is... The, I'm saying... Because uh, they're supposed to be Jabba's cousin. Right. The twins. And Zero is Jabba's uncle. Right. So they would be Zero's kids, potentially. So who's Stinky's parents again? Stinky is supposed to be Jabba's son, right? Oh, it's Jabba's son. I thought it was his nephew. I think it's Jabba's so. son. He had he had Stinky with Gardula? When did Gardula die? Or did uh, he, did he have a new hut girlfriend after Gardula? Right. Zillow? Or that was legend. Zillow the hut. So, yeah, Zillow. Stinky was kidnapped, right? 
Yeah, Stinky was kidnapped. And the Jedi had to rescue him. Right. And then that's yeah. the last we hear uh, of Stinky. Yeah. So if anything, like that was my first thought when I first saw them come around the corner. And then um, I remember they said twins and I saw the second one. And I was like, at first I was like, are we seeing Stinky? Like live yeah. action <laughs> Stinky right now. <laughs> like that would be a brave swing right there. Well, they they haven't said they haven't said their names yet, have they? We just yeah. heard the sisters or the, the twins. Right. The that twins. could be Stinky yep. the Hut. No, but if they're cousins, they could Stinky's Jabba's son. If they're cousins to Jabba, then like, oh yeah, that's I, right. I wonder what the lifespan is for like a hut then, because like you think of baby Yoda and he's 50 and he's still like a baby. Like he's not gonna be running, he's not a Jedi Knight or even a Padawan or apprentice or anything like that, right? Like he's still like a baby, but he's 50 years old. So Stinky's a baby that can lift up rhinos. Right, but dude. If Java was if Java <laughs> was well established as a daimyo at the fucking pod race in episode one, which was twenty BBY or whatever. No, which is more than that, right? Like forty Third, BBY, or, yeah, forty five yeah. BBY or some shit. Let's see, no. nineteen twenty nine. So like thirty two BBY. Yeah. So like he was already established then, right? Yeah. yeah. So like they probably live a, over a century. Oh, I'm sure they're old. Right. Yeah, I'm guessing they're old, old things. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Stinky might just be off planet somewhere, not old enough to lay claim to Jabba yet, like Jabba's throne yet. Yeah, or maybe he's got that complex. Right, I don't want to be like my dad. Right, this is his like (laughs) angsty um, teenage years as in as a hut. Which yeah, that'd be interesting to see. But yeah, so um, well, he should be already pissed off that his dad named him Stinky. Yeah, well, it's, it's probably I mean, just a nickname, right? Right. I hope. I guess. Still my called my son Stinky for a while, for quite a while, and I'm like, oh, okay, don't call him Stinky. Like his name's Luke, right? He's named after a great Jedi Master. Yeah. So, but yeah, my my thought with them is, um, so Fennec says we'd have to ask for permission to kill them because they're huts. So basically, like I. I've been thinking about this whole thing as like a, a mob, like we've been talking about a mob. So they're they're made they're made men or people, huts, yep. creatures. <laughs> so basically, made men. You had to actually go to like the Don and ask permission to off one of these people. So is that what the dinner is? Now, who Ooh. does he get permission from? Is there like a, a head hut somewhere? Like, well, that's what my I think. The huts is. are like the the top dogs there, right? Unless there's uh, some kind. Well, of there's a, a the, they're a syndicate. So basically, there's the if I remember correctly, in the Clone Wars, there's a, a group of them that run. So there's got to be like, wasn't Jabba the head? Yeah, hut? Jabba was the head of the family. Um, but he's gone now. And so this is kind of alluded to in the, in the show, this episode, um, you know, they're like, yeah, the, the, the twins have laid claim and he's like, ah, the twins aren't interested in this. They're, they're dealing with whatever the hell's going on. Debauchery on Hutta. Yeah. Yeah. So in the comics, just recently in the comics, like all the heads of the Hutt families have been killed. So like all those all those people that you saw back in the Clone Wars and then like their replacements, because a lot of them got killed in the Clone Wars too, 
but just like a lot of the huts the let like the leaders of the hut families have just been killed in the comics and so essentially they set it up to like when jabba died and this was in between empire and return of the jedi um so once jabba died that was it like the hut family like all the dons are dead <laughs> and so like all the leaders that would step in so that's why you got the twins right trying to step in and assert their power but they don't have a lot of backing them up right now either they have to get permission from stinky right <laughs> stinky's the head hut well i want to see and i i don't know if i'm segueing but i i want to see it uh the coruscant underbelly fucking underworld shit where all like the gangsters collaborate and the sit downs happen and you know the the star wars 1313 we never got which was the canceled uh, boba fett yeah. underbelly coruscant crime world right so like maybe there'll be like a sit down and they'll kind of explain all that shit that would be sweet yeah we need and like i said this last uh after last week's episode um, and I was right. Um, I said that the mayor is a figurehead. We're going to go to the mayor. And unless this is going to like, this is just going to be like the quickest takeover attached. We never, because if all you have to do is take over the mayor of Mos Espa, then, you know, that's not going to be a huge problem. But like I said, the mayor is a figurehead. The mayor sent those guys, the Nightwing assassins or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't know if he did, bro. I think that the Twilight may the have. The guy said that it was the mayor but if it wasn't the mayor why would he say the mayor i i think that's why that guy is up to some other cahoots shit actually that's, what Josh, I was gonna, that's my thought can you, why don't you can you do you mind filling in bill on your initial theory with cd with uh Kira yeah and shit and i still think that this that's uh that might be a thing uh bill i thought that it was going to come down to the mayor had already sworn fealty or you know was beholden to um crimson dawn and Kira, um, who is actually Darth like Maul. Well, Darth well, Maul's dead. Well, Darth Maul's dead at this point, but even in the comics right now, Kira is the head of Crimson Dawn and has gotten only more badass with age. So oh. she she is running Crimson Dawn right now. Um and she was kind of involved with like the death of a lot of the huts and stuff, too. So I'm thinking that she might be making a play for the greater organized crime like kingpin um thing and she might be behind she might even be you know pulling the strings of these twins now um but yeah my original theory was that it was going to come down to like i thought maybe one of those guys was uh like those those ninja dudes were crimson dawn goonies because they kind of have a similar look to how they're being portrayed in the comics right now um and i thought and so I found this after our podcast last week, but some other people have been pointing to um, Ludwig uh, Gorenson's score of um, Boba Fett. It actually pulls a lot from the uh, solo Crimson Dawn theme. Like there's a hmm. lot of motifs that have been pulling from the Crimson Dawn theme from solo that are, have been inserted into the book of Boba Fett theme. So there's a hint there. Um, and just recently, I can't remember where I've seen it, but there, there's been some hints that, uh, well, I think it was Star Wars Newsnet 
said that Mikey, did you send it to me that Kira, there's going to be a series with Kira in it. Oh, you're muted, bud. Yeah, it, it, it was a decent source that's somewhat reputable, not the best, but definitely it wasn't like we got this covered or, you know, uh, it wasn't one of those. It definitely wasn't Mike Zero, right? It, it was, um, I don't know if it was Behind the Magic or anyway, but uh, what's her name? Khaleesi? Kira. Is apparently, repro- no, I know, but the actress, Emily. Uh, Emily, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark is apparently um, reprising her role as Kira. I, I don't think the editorial said that it was going to be for Book of Boba Fett, but that she'd be reprising her role. Uh, but with Josh's connective... They'd have to age her quite a bit for Book of Boba Fett. I mean, if you look at Fennec in, in uh, eh. the last season of yeah, The Clone right. Wars and The Bad Batch to, to now, I, I, I don't know how much... It, well, just say she ages. She's, she's Han Solo's cause... age. Well, you know what? She'd have to be that much older because she, uh, it, yeah, it's ahead. like she'd be Han Solo's age in Return of the Jedi, ish. Yeah, and Amelia Clark's also aged five years in Solo, by the way. And she yeah, has yeah, a yeah. large span. She can do it, right? She has a large like she can play younger characters, like just depending on the makeup you do with her, right? So they could just do her makeup a little different. Maybe you know, do the uh, just a couple of gray streaks through her hair. Well. I, I had it in my head for some reason that we were talking about the uh, the sequel trilogy uh, era, which is completely not the case. I, I, I right. was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. wrong, and well, I'm sorry. We're, well, we're only we're only ten or ten years away from 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 Force Awakens, or ten or eleven. Josh is good with that shit, but I'm pretty close because this is five years after Return of the Jedi. We right? are maybe it's the maybe Force Awakens. It's about twenty five years because Force Awakens is about thirty years after Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. I'm I'm doing the the uh, I'm looking at Luke and Leia's age to A New Hope instead of that I'm that because that's a yeah from Re- from Revenge of the Sith right yep. okay Got yeah it. so it's about it's about a thirty year gap so it's about twenty five years till Force Awakens but it's you figure Solo took place what it took place five years after Revenge of the Sith or something like that so that's 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Right. So 14. I mean, that's about 19 or 20 years of aging there. Um, so, I mean, but. Have you seen Have you seen Jennifer Lopez lately? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Look at Fennec Shan. Mina Wen is like 60 years old, dude. Yeah. She's like 57 she or awesome. 58. And yeah, she looks amazing, man. So, like, just say she ages like Mina. Like, obviously, she's not hanging out on Tatooine. Um, not right. aging like Aunt Beru or, you know, Ben Kenobi over here. But, uh, yeah, so, like, what do, you, what do you think about that, Bill? You think we might see a Crimson Dawn connection? I have not even thought about it, but possibly. I mean, they're on, they're on Tatooine. That's sort of uh, territory. I mean, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> well, would, I mean, you like, would you like that if that was a thing? Um, I guess so. I just want more people working under Boba Fett. It bothers me that we don't have a full palace of, of, of uh, motherfuckers. No rancor. No rancor. No fucking, no pimp status. You need the Thought rancor. They got a new rancor at, at first when they opened up that rancor pit. Dude, that's like, oh a- shit. Is it going to be a new rancor? Yeah, that, that could be a whole up. episode. Dude, baby that rancor. Be, that could be a whole episode. Is like him and Fennec fucking reigning in a rancor. To the They're going to get a rancor. They're going to get a rancor. 
that 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 was one of my like favorite. What parts. else are they going to keep in their rancor pit? Right. Yeah. A mouse. Yeah, they got a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> like this is our new monster, Mickey the mouse. <laughs> do you, Do you think that uh, Spice Noodles and Max Rebo are going to uh, walk on walk over the the Dune Sea over there? Yeah. So. That's what he needs to just having some sick parties over there again. That's what the allure was with Jabba, right? Like, I think here's what I think might happen. Um, so you got Black, Black, uh, what, what's his name? I, I can't pronounce his name for the life of me. Kirstanton. I've never heard it pronounced. I've only read it in comics. I call him Kirstanton. Kirstanton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I know Dr. Afra calls him Santi. So, um, Cool, so Katie. we've got him and there's some history between him and Boba. So what if Boba's like, Hey, you guys, you're going to start bringing in some uh, bounty hunter buddies. I've got bounty hunter buddies. So Dengar. we got Dengar. Dengar. Uh, like what if we see uh, like, who else could we have him bring in? Right. Like we could get some IG 88. Bosk um, still alive. Bosk. Um, you saw a bunch of Bosks in the last episode, but not Bosks, but you know what uh, I mean. Yeah. To, uh, uh, Tardogan? Or... There's a bunch in town. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking with as much as we're seeing, because we didn't really see any Trandoshans like that in Mandalorian, or in Mando, did we? Not that I know of. So I'm thinking that they perfected that because we're going to see Bosk. That would be sick. Oh, uh, shit, are we going to see Cad Bane? That's that was my next thing, right? Like, let's see some Cad Bane. Like, let's get him in there, dude. That um, would be sick. Because Cad Bane had a good relationship with Boba's father, right? And in the Clone Wars, didn't he talk about like that's not what your father would want you to do, Boba? Blah 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 blah. And now yeah. with Boba basically like turning this new leaf, maybe he's like, hey, come and help me take this next step, right? Be my right hand man. Um, yeah which then could lead to some inner fighting between like, I could see like Seth going down between some of them and Fennec. If they try to come in and start telling Boba to do some different things or whatever. So that could be interesting, but yeah, that's who I, that's what I want to see. I want to see him bring in some, some muscle some like, uh, like you can bring in some guys like Cad Bane from the clone wars, or it would be sweet to bring in like the a, the old a team, right? Like all the guys that Vader pulls in, um, come work what, for what was what was boba's relationship with hondo i forget if any do we ever see or was boba? hondo after do we ever see like boba after the last time after the last time we see boba in the clone wars animated series i i, I think that was Hondo's so season first four right is the last time we see boba in the clone wars right yeah i thought it was the train heist yeah, it's that it's those episodes. He was supposed to have, you know, that whole other arc with Cad Bane. Right. Which seems did happen because Cad Bane has the metal plate on his head in Bad Batch. Um so yeah, and, that uh, would... Boba's Boba's got the dent in his head. Yeah. From Cad does. Bane. Yeah, he does. That would be really that's a cool dynamic to bring in because you can even flash back to that to that season that didn't happen. Because Filoni loves that shit, so that he could have Favreau plug that, and I'm that would be like con- connect that together. I'm loving the lost flashbacks, right? Yeah, <clears throat> the back to backs. Yeah, 
but Bill and I were talking, and I, I'm kind of in agreement. Like enough with the Tuscans. Like yeah, I got like, enough of the Tuscans by now. I think we've. So he's still got to leave the Tuscans at some point, but he's he's already he has everything. He's got his gaffy stick. He's got his uh, he's got his black robes. Yeah, he's he's ready for for Mando. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Like <clears throat> that's what I was talking to Mikey about. Like, what else do we need to see? Right. Um, we need to see him. Uh, my father-in-law was just over watching the kids when I was at work and we watched book of Boba Fett together. And he was like, yeah, so this ties in, uh, with where we see him in the Mandalorian. It was like, yeah. So the only thing that we need to see, like Mikey said, was, uh, we need to see him get the slave one back and we need to see him rescue, uh, rescue Fennec and somehow get word that his armor is over here probably from those other sand people wouldn't slave and, one still be parked over at Jabba's palace somewhere i think it's an I mean, anchor head he... i think it's oh, okay. an anchor head because he makes that comment to the uh the red rhodian rat dude that uh he's like hey if we can get to anchor head i can get us off planet you know so i'm thinking it's going to be at anchor head who by the way was voiced by sam whitworth so i thought that was kind of cool that they uh they gave sam a little part there oh nice um, so yeah, I think that here's another thing I wanted to, uh, ask you guys, what do you think the chances are that when he meets up with Fennec, she already has a robo tummy. What, what if we see her get that, like in season two of the bad batch or something? Like what if she was already had a robo tummy and he just finds her and has to like reboot her or something, or, you know, like take her somewhere and get that fixed. Yeah, I was going to ask if we knew how he and Fennec hooked up. So, well, yeah. Well, we that's, that's uh, go ahead, T. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, literally you see her get shot by that dumb guy. The um, coolest bounty hunter ever. Yeah. Toro. Toro. Uh, um, what's his and name? Then, Somebody calls Steel. He loves that guy. Yeah. And all of a sudden at the like the end of that episode you just see who we assumed to be <laughs> boba fett back then walk up to the on screen and then off and then that was it and oh then- we heard the uh we heard the the spurs, spurs. but he and, doesn't and have the his spurs light. on yet does he no, he doesn't have. It doesn't really make sense that he made the spurs sound, and he or, made the little mechanical like, like there's like. Did a, the Jawas take the spurs from him? Well, he oh, actually, he doesn't technically have spurs, but they just added that to give him like the, like the cowboy, like the bad, yeah. you know, man with no name vibe and empire. So it's oh, just he doesn't a, have spurs. That's right. Why would he have spurs? Right, he doesn't actually have spurs, but he has the spur sound effect and. Like there yeah. is another sound effect that is associated with him too. It's like a mechanical, like beeping sound in the original trilogy. And they play that as well. When that, the booted figure walks up there. Yeah. So, so since like, that episode, I was convinced, like, I was like, Oh man, this is, this is Boba Fett hundred percent. Yeah. So there's a little Easter egg to the OT fans. Like then, uh, what the third to last episode, he shows up with her. Yeah, well, he shows up because he wants his armor back. That's in, yeah. uh, right. So, what yeah. would you and say is an Easter egg, then, right? uh, Mikey? Yeah, 
What's that? You said something about an Easter egg. Oh that- no! I, 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 the sound effects that, the, the, uh, the what's his name? Bert Burr. The what's the sound of Bert? What's his name? Ben Burt. So Ben Burt's sound effects from the OT they threw into that episode when the, the uh, the man with no name found Fennec to kind of give us a, a little, lead, on the. <laughs> on understanding who that may be. And, and I think that's probably where your brain went right away. Kind of triggered that those yep. things from the, from the OT from empire specifically, I think. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it was designed to do. It was designed for like the hardcore fans to like immediately let them know, like, you know, if you've watched empire strikes back as many times as I watched it as a kid, <laughs> like you hear that sound effect and not even consciously, you might even not be aware that it's Boba Fett, but like your mind's just going to be like Boba Fett, Boba Fett. So yeah, it's got to be both fat. Why? Why else would they have given given them? It, it's those sound effects are so specific to him. Yeah, it couldn't have been anybody else. Right, right. So, so yeah, we just need to see him. We're going to see him meet up with Fennec. I'm sure that's going to happen. Um, but like, what else does he need to do? As that's what I'm saying. What else does he need to do as a sand as a sand person? Right, when he's hanging out with those guys, he's got to he's got to meet up with Fennec, and he's got to hear about his armor. But yeah. like, and like, but that's five years worth of stuff. Cause Mando season two is taken five years after return of the Jedi. This is like, um, Oh God. Yeah. After return of the Jedi. Yeah, right. you, you could say <laughs> that what we saw with the, with that Tuscan tribe was a year and a half. Like you don't, I mean, you he could be I mean? with them for a long time. We could be, we could have a time jump in the next episode. If we want, I, I think we need to have a time jump in the next episode. I hope they didn't have oh, him running around. Those are just flashbacks. That. So we can flash back to anything. Right. I don't have to be more linear. flashbacks off of I want to see some flashbacks off of uh Tatooine. I want to see let's go back further. Um like we could see some flashbacks with him and some of the other bounty hunters we were talking about and that be how he like starts bringing them in. Like he flashes back to like a time he was hanging out with Dengar or something. He's like, "All right, yeah, let's call Dengar and get him in here." Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I believe something's going to happen to that kid, and that's gonna—that's why he leaves. I thought that he the was already dead. Person? Yeah, I thought that kid already got shot yeah. down. That's what. So, uh, my wife, uh, on my third watch through, she uh, she wanted to watch it, and she's like, "Is that the little boy?" It's like, no. <laughs> we don't even know if it's a little boy, but I don't know why. Everyone yeah. assumes <laughs> it, it's hard to tell Tuscan genders. Like I, I was talking yeah. to, I think I was Bill today that. Uh, I didn't one, even think about there being genders. I, it didn't even cross my mind. I just thought they're all guys, which right. makes no sense. You see the size of her hand, the warrior that trains him with the gaffer yeah. stick. You look at the hand and I can tell the hand is a woman's hand. Well, just the way she walks, right? Like yeah. that's what that's what Hannah said. My wife was like, "Yeah, this is definitely a girl." Look at how she's just like walking up. Um, and actually, so the actress that plays her is Brie Larson's stunt double um, oh, wow. for uh, for Captain Marvel. So oh, that nice! Was, you looked that up. Yeah, so oh. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, what'd you guys make of uh, the whole train sequence? So like. This whole episode to me was Western. Um, like, so uh, I grew up watching a lot of Westerns and the whole, uh, what's it, something station 
What's it? The Tashi Station. Yeah, Tashi Station. That's where he Tammy and Fixer. That's where he beat up the the guys. So basically, that just reminded me of an old western. Him, the the protagonist walking in, the shadow on the wall, and then him just basically kicking. But so I watched. I watch a lot of uh, New Rockstar to to see what I missed because you guys know a heck of a lot more than I do. So I got to keep up with you guys somehow. So I was watching New Rockstar and the couple there, uh, it's a throwback. It's the same people who played the same characters in a deleted scene with Biggs and Luke. Yeah, Cammy and Fixer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Billy was psyched about Tashi Station. That was a hundred percent Tashi Station, and like, oh, yeah. I didn't again, know about it until I read about it later. I, I, I just rewatched it a few minutes uh, right before I got on here, and I, I saw that. But like, that's that's for our demographic, like the original fans, because only we would, in the majority, speak know that deleted scene. Yeah. Right? Yes. So like when I, he goes to Tashi Station, when I showed it to my wife Hannah, actually, um, I. Like before we started watching this episode, I was like, hey, watch this YouTube video real quick. Uh, and it's like uh, somebody restored that deleted scene. So I showed her like the clip of Tashi, that deleted scene from Tashi Station and stuff. She's like, okay, that's cool. It's just a deleted scene from A New Hope. I'm like, yeah, pretty cool, huh? She's like, okay. And then we get to that part of the episode. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that's where he wanted to go and wait, you know, uh, pick up power converters. And Uncle Owen's like, you know, you can waste time with your friends, Cammy and Fixer, another time. And like, man, Fixer, I, you know, like Fixer, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking, but uh, Fixer, yeah, that's a dumb move. But Fixer's <laughs> kind of a douche, right? Like, uh, do you ever yeah, listen- let's get in a fight because this guy drank my drink. Let's fight a whole gang of bikers, whole- space like, bikers. Is he really like about to lose Cammy? He thinks because like. Uh, she's finally maybe had enough with them, and maybe that's why they're there. Like she's gonna break. Somebody up with ate them. his chips. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, some, he, he didn't get, get his, his ass kicked. He didn't get his salsa. If you that's listen true. to the uh, the radio, the what were they? The Star Wars radio um, broadcast or whatever. What's the name of it? You, Bill, you yeah. know, you know what I'm talking uh, about. The Underworld Kids. No, uh, back in the day, um, it was on the radio, and it was like a new hope. But oh, yeah, like, yeah, the audio version. The audio version. Yeah, but it's... Never a, heard of that. It's a radio... Oh, man. The ra- it's literally a radio edit of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on. Star Wars, A New Hope, radio... Radio drama. Yeah, it's a radio, radio drama. drama. It. It's like a full cast. Mark Hamill's the only one from the original cast that comes back and does it. But they go into... Um, I listened to it on a flight a couple of years ago. Um, it's on YouTube. So they go into like him at Tashi station and fixer, like just being like a douchebag the whole time to him and like always being the best of the best. And then hot or uh, Han Luke is always trying to like show that he's better than him. So like that kind of played into fixers character for me. I was like, of course, fixer would think like, yeah, he's going to stand up to this whole group of guys and do something about it and then just get put in his place. Maybe maybe George they'll let George come back and like 
continue working on that and we'll just like extend it. Yeah, just like the Cami and Fixer show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll do yeah, like this a is just their cameo to start off their show, like Book of Boba yeah. Fett. Right. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. Yeah. 20 yeah. minutes of Cami and Fixer. Do you guys remember the last Jedi novelization? And at the beginning, did you guys read that? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, so at the beginning of it, it starts off with a dream that Luke is having. And in the dream, it's basically a what if. Yes. And I knew dream, about this. Yeah. Yeah. So his dream is like, what if he had never went and, you know, went with Ben Kenobi Never left stuff. Tatooine. And he was married to Cammy, who was his crush. So he was in his dream. He's married to that girl. Nice. Huh. Yeah. So time- well, maybe, maybe in the Filoni verse, when we have time travel, like Luke Skywalker never becomes a Jedi and he's just having like nine kids. Well, Tammy, and they got a bunch of moisture evaporators and like, you know, Next episode uh, of of uh, Boba Fett, guys. Here's what's gonna happen, okay? Uh, they're gonna uh, Boba Fett's gonna start up that train again. He's gonna find out it's actually Doc Brown's train that was for sure a flux capacitor, and he's gonna go nice. back in time. And uh, that's how we're gonna get Star Wars. What if? Yeah, and then he, he's gonna somehow wind up in Han Solo's dream of Han Solo being an archaeologist, yes. and then. He's going to wind up being a, a Nazi in the dream, though, and he's going to be fighting against his best friend, Han Solo, yeah, as a Nazi soldier uh, in what looks like Tatooine, but it's a bunch of snakes in a pit. They just call and it Tunisia then, instead of Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked, I liked the uh, – did that not just look like another pod racer engine on top of the train to you guys? Yeah, basically. So that's the second time we've seen repurposed pod racer parts because Cobb Vance speeder was essentially it looked just like Anakin, one of Anakin's pods. Yes, it did. Yeah. So is that what's happened? Have we just like because Moss Espa? I looks, was about to ask, do we know if there's pod races going on in Tatooine anymore? Yeah, we don't know. Obviously, Job is not presiding over them, but the, that's what that's what Boba Fett should do if he wants to like uh, get everybody hyped up again, like be a man of the people, get respect, be like, hey, let's uh, start the games off, let's have some pod races again. He can be like Dude, Commodus and Gladiator. That would be sick, and like fucking Ben Quad, like an old Ben Quadrinero. Yes, like like all decked out with a new pimped out pod racer. We got an aged Chadra fan in the uh, Oasis gambling this episode, so we can get an aged uh, Ben Quadrineros coming back. What the fuck is Watto doing? I mean, Watto's got to be running the shit right now. Come on, we've got to see Watto, right? I just want, like, even if it's two frames of a of a super, just have Watto come in and give him a tribute at one point and leave. Yeah, yeah, give him a, a pod racer engine. Oh man, like. <laughs> How are you going to go to Moss Espo like that and not just have like a little bit of cameo? I guess like some people would probably really complain about it. Let me, oh yeah, uh, some people would. Let bitch. me tell you something. If this uh, this Twilight chick, I forget the actress's name. What's her name? Is running the sanctuary over there, and uh, you, you know it, it, that's where you know the party went. The party left, uh, you know, one club, and now it's at another new hot club over there. You, you got to think Watto would be in there hanging out with. Uh, Team Two Pagalis and uh, and Ben Quadrineros, you know, drinking some, uh, I don't know, drinking some. What's that shit called? Spotchka. Spotchka. Spotchka and Death Sticks at the table playing some, uh, you know, some, playing uh, some. Uh, what's uh, it called? Sabak. 
Yeah, my brain is coming back slowly. We, we need, uh, we, we, yeah, we, uh, we need some Saboba, some Saboba action, like an old Saboba, like, yeah, let's bring Saboba out of retirement, you know? That, that would, they should just do like a 45 minute episode and have all those motherfuckers in it and like, and do the pod race, do the fucking party scene, the fights, the gambling, and put all those cronies in there. Everybody would lose their shit. How often do you think this happens, like with Dave Filoni and John Favreau just sitting around and they're just like, oh, do this, 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 and this. And then you got these other directors. They're like, we got to rein it in, guys. We got to rein this. <laughs> like, yeah, we can make just like 15 episodes. Three of them, we could just like go off on this pod racing <laughs> tangent. How they have to track down all the pod racers from across the galaxy again. But that, that's that's why it's it's somewhat working, right? Because yeah. you have real fans like the four of us, yep. like running the shit, and then you have like the business and production people reeling it into what is actually possible, right? Like, what what isn't just like, you know, the two of them in the bathtub together with action figures on Camino, <laughs> fucking beating the shit out of each other, throwing the action figures around the bathtub, you know, like Bill and I do on the weekends. We do that <laughs> virtually, you know. <laughs> Virtually, yeah. Someday, someday, right? We can all, uh, we, we got to get a great big hot tub and we can all just get together and uh, throw uh, throw action figures at each other. That would be sick. Was okay. that was that a crate Dragon sound re- recording that they played? Yeah. That's I thought the- twice that, uh, I thought in the last episode we were going to see a crate Dragon and then I thought in this episode we were going to see a crate Dragon. Right. We're getting two, we got two crate Dragon like uh sykes so um like you saw that out. foot of the uh that crazy four-armed goro. new gorilla alien goro's father right mikey yeah, yeah. Mo- motaro motaro yeah yeah motaro. yeah i love that that monster i, I like like the fact that it ran on its knuckles and its back feet like a gorilla but it was like a gorilla centaur yeah Man, he should cool. just throw throw one of those down in the Sarlacc pit or the uh, Rancor Rancor pit. Was that a new a, a new species, or is that in legends or books? Anywhere? New species. It's a new species. Yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we sounded, looked it up. Yeah, week. we did look it up last week. It sounded like, but uh, so I know, like in legends, um, the moisture farmers would play recordings of crate dragons to scare off Tuscan raiders. So I thought maybe they were just like playing that on a loudspeaker as they were going through the Dune Sea. Is that That's how Obi Wan Kenobi scared away the Tusken Raiders is by doing the crate dragon sound. Exactly. He did a sweet crate dragon. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Which one? Because there's like six different ones. <laughs> no, when when Obi Wan, the one that Bill's talking about, when Obi scares him off after Luke's already down. Yeah, and yeah they've, cha- they've changed it six, like at least four times, man. Uh, oh really? So in, oh yeah. Like, so in the, the, that. the theatrical right. version is different than when that came out in 1997. That version was different than when it came out in 2011 on the DVDs. That was different than on the Blu-rays. It's different again. And I think it's I don't know if they change it or not for the Disney Plus, but it's been changed at least four times. In the first one, Obi Wan's going oh, <laughs> and what's like Tarzan. Funny, I think what uh, so yeah the the Wookie uh, war bellow that's what that is. Uh, okay, I'm lying. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I lied to you. 
No, like I think I think I broke this down for the first episode of season two of Mando because I think you hear all of those different sound effects that they've used throughout the year, the years um, for the crate dragon in uh, the first episode of Mandalorian season two, which I thought was pretty cool that they like made all of them canon again and like incorporated all of them. But uh, the train sequence I thought was pretty awesome. Um, what do you guys think of seeing the uh, the Pikes bringing them back in, kind of tying into another tie into Solo? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I, uh, I knew I recognized those guys. I wasn't sure from what. Yep. So those <laughs> are the guys that run the Spice Mines of Kessel. So the guys that like come out and take. That's why they're bringing out the the spice, uh, smuggling that spice. Yeah. So who's the leader? And then that guy stands up and he's like, "Uh, are you smuggling spice? And he's like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or what's that look like or something like that? And he's like, that. That. (laughs) Crate of it. (laughs) Yeah. So. Was that now? Boba's not against spice. He just wants to profit from it, right? Or he wants the sand people to profit from it, right? I don't think he's super. I don't think he partakes, probably. But I don't. I think he's cool with it. You know, he's four twenty friendly. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my question is: Was do you guys think that was spice that the chief flicked in his face before he got the lizard guide? Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, what was that that the I that that the lizard was attracted to? I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's probably like a dust from maybe that tree, mm. okay. and maybe that, that's my uh, my head cannon anyway. I mean, <laughs> as you guys like to say, um, I think it's like maybe dust from the tree that, and maybe them carving the Ooh, yeah. a gaffy stick. They just take that dust and grind it down and the next generation they just throw it in their face and the dang lizard jumps in their nostril and I'm then sorry he knows, and he knows where to and he knows where to li- where to guide them he's like oh they want me to take go back to that tree the one tree on Tatooine <laughs> that was a pretty cool sequence have we seen that many other sequences with like uh, Star Wars characters on drugs I don't think we have have we ever seen anybody hallucinate like that oh, man. No, I don't believe so not but, that I can think of. If we have it, it would have been in the Clone Wars. Like that's the I, only. I mean, we've never actually seen somebody hallucinate, but I'm sure we've seen, we've seen people smoking death sticks, stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure half the people in uh, in that uh, the bar on Tatooine or on Tatooine on Coruscant where uh, the death sticks. Do you want to buy some death sticks? I'm sure we they just have haven't them seen a hallucin- hallucination in Star Wars yet. But that was that was literally uh, Star Wars ayahuasca, ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Because when you take ayahuasca, you're supposed to like see life differently after and have this oh, yeah. crazy flashback of your whole life before your eyes, type of thing. And you shit yourself and puke a lot. <laughs> and doesn't it come ayahuasca. from like a like a fucking tribal shaman too? Like the whole thing was very, yes, originally ritualistic. Yeah, it's so, it's like his spirit journey, right? Yeah, Real they make quick. this. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to say that ayahuasca is some kind of a drink that they boil up and you, you drink some of that. It's like a, a crazy hallucinogenic tea. All right. So not, th- not that we, I've done it. We need to throw action figures at each other someday in a hot tub and drink some ayahuasca. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And, and, and do some DMT. And, and snort lizards. And snort oh, lizards. dude, I'll snort a lizard. <laughs> Sorry, I think I swallowed it. Yo, I think a lizard's supposed like, to be like those, you know, those toads that you lick and you hallucinate from? I think it's supposed to be something like that. That's yeah. exactly what I told uh, my wife. I was like, I, you know, it's like the toads that they they have like the, the poison or whatever that makes you trip. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a pretty cool sequence, though. I liked that we saw some more young Boba. Um, so obviously, it still weighs on him, like Django's death. Like he has not gotten over that. It's still a contributing factor. Yeah. Um, I really, I still want to see some Daniel Logan. Do you really get over your dad getting decapitated? <laughs> right. You really? I guess I don't you know really if I could. I guess you really don't. No, right. That's, that's PTSD. <laughs> That's like, Especially if you see it happen, Jesus Christ! Yeah, like I'm yeah. betting he probably doesn't dwell on it. Like it, it very much is like what has made him the man he is, right? But I'm guessing he probably doesn't dwell on it, like in his waking mind. But when he's like having these back to backs, um, that's like it's still a really big factor. It's a pillar in his in his life. What do you guys think the, is making these dreams come back? You said the dreams are back. In the back, Are those though. like PS, P, PTSD, yeah. like Sarlacc pit type things. Like, uh, so I wonder, are we going to see him start having these dreams at some point in the flashbacks? Uh, maybe this is what spurs it. Maybe his uh, little lizard journey, maybe in the flashbacks, he's going to start having some more like a flashback and a I flashback thought- inception style. When I saw that lizard climb up, climb up, climb up in his nose, that was the first thought in my head. Was like, this is why he's having these dreams. He's got a lizard in his head. <laughs> oh, I thought that was part of the hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> Crawls back out. Yeah. Like, oh, out of, out of everything, I thought for sure that's something I imagined. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I thought it was interesting that we see like man like the, you've never seen a tree on Tatooine so but evidently never. like that's where they all get their Gaddafi sticks um yeah so in that book the uh the ultimate visual guide uh Mikey um it I, I went to the Tuscan Raider section and in the data file it mentions a couple things as well as Tuscan uh, as well as Gaddafi sticks Tuscan Raiders also use cycler rifles which I noticed they were using blaster rifles in this episode. First time we've ever seen Tuscans using actual blaster rifles. And uh, they harvest milk from black melons that grow in the Jundlin wastes. And it says that uh, Gaddafi sticks, um, every Tuscan warrior fashions his own bladed club known as the Gaddafi stick. It is sharpened tip to kill. Um, but yeah, it says carved trang end. I always thought they were just metal. But evidently, they've always been. I thought they were metal too. That was weird. Wood. So that spike on the end, that piece on the end, there's some metal because when when you see the uh, the the smith, the blacksmith or whatever, put it together, yeah, there's some there's metal parts on it. It's not 100 yeah, percent wood. But like in this, I always thought it was 100 percent metal. Um, right. But this is pointing to the 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 other end that he carved, and it put it says right on there that it's carved. So in this visual dictionary see i thought they were made out of metal and i thought they gave him a wooden one like you give like a like somebody a wooden sword to practice with you know right like, exactly as maybe, soon as, maybe, oh god as, as i saw it i was like that's hilarious they have him 
they have him have a training stick. <laughs> Which essentially they do. Yeah. It made me wonder if it was like somebody's that died or something like they never got to finish it. Yeah. I have, like in my head canon, I just believe it's like the kids, they basically train the kids and like so Yeah, it's like a wooden sword. Yeah. Just to to jump forward a little bit, that whole battle scene between him and the the warrior was just them him or actually her training him in the dance that they do at the end. Right, which is like part of that haka that is all like yeah. part of his cultural like stuff that they're bringing into this. So I think that the kids prior to actually becoming full fledged members, just like in the native American. Uh, yeah. Tribe. Uh, yeah, go on culture. a vision quest. Yep. Yeah. So they basically, they, they train in the ways with things that won't hurt each other. And right. so uh, I think so- it was just a child's play thing that they were. <laughs> So maybe, uh, so maybe it's not always a lizard. Maybe that's just a spirit animal. Maybe sometimes they have like a bantha crawl up somebody's nose. Oh, <laughs> here's another question for you. Um, you were saying earlier that those black melon or whatever the hell they're called the, that they get the milk from. Yeah. Don't don't people milk banthas? Isn't that what blue milk comes from? Isn't it from banthas? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they just milk the banthas and drink that? They gotta because feed the banthas something because, too. If if could you live on just milk without H2O or any other I could. beverage? I, could. I, I, I don't I, I don't know if bantha milk will give you the hydration needed for a nutritious diet. Especially out in the desert. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> it's hot. Milk is it's a bad hot. choice. Yeah, there's two yeah, dude, signs like there, when man. I'm fucking sweating when I'm sweating, the last thing I want is a carton of cold milk, honestly. Yeah. Well, this would be warm milk, you know, like, and we got a bunch of that in Star Wars. Oh yeah, right, right out of the bantha, bantha uh, teat. Oh, what <laughs> if we get? Okay, we get uh, Ryan Johnson comes and he directs one of the episodes of Book of Boba Fett, and we just get Boba down there just straight from the teat, right? And then he's like wiping his mouth. He's got the blue milk all, you know. He's like ah, like a bantha, like. <laughs> That training montage of them on the bikes was just hilarious. I I thought it was good, though. I thought it was very Star Wars. Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like how the chief, he's like, you want to see how fast it goes? And the chief's just like, yep, just signals with his hand, like, go, let's do this. But yeah, like that whole jumping, the guy that jumps, he cracked me up. Like he was sitting down, like he was fully seated. And then just fell off. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's that about? <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you guys. Speaking of uh, sand people, um, do you think we're ever going to see a sand person without the mask? Ever? That's uh, yeah. Uh, all over the internet right now is that's all I keep seeing is what do they look like under the mask? Like. At one point, uh, Boba asks the, or says to them, you don't have to hide anymore. And for some reason, right, right then and there, I thought he was about to take his mask off, which I was excited to see. The Mandalorian thing, they just they don't take their mask off in front of people. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. This I always is... thought they just kept themselves covered because they, they live out in the desert in the sun all day. So they that's their form of sunscreen. You know, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, so 
person. It, it was, I know it was mentioned in um, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, you could find like this place in Tatooine and it talked about how Tatooine used to be a, uh, an ocean world. And so this, yep. it's now, it's now canon because, uh, and we also got kind of a insight as to why these guys wear black robes. Like the chief is telling him, he's like, yeah, it used to be an ocean world, but, and now, uh, our people have survived some of us by killing and some of us, by, and some of us by hiding. We've, we, we've been hiding. Yeah, so these are more of a peaceful um, sand people. But I don't know how peaceful they are. They were beating the crap out of. <laughs> I wonder if those are kind of like rebreathers, like left over from when it was like mostly an ocean world, passed down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. What do you think about that? And they're just waiting for it, the oceans to come back. Um, I I was remembering Bill. There was a character in Legends that was Anakin Solo's girlfriend, essentially. Um, Tahiri. Tahiri was born on the planet of Tatooine. Like many of the planet's other settlers, her parents were moisture for... Oh, okay. She was orphaned at the age of three during a Tuscan raid, though she was adopted by the tribe's leader. Okay. I, I remembered she was a Tuscan somehow. Uh, and I was like, she took she's a Tuscan her. like Boba. Yeah, she's a Tuscan like Boba though, because she went and became a Jedi at Luke's Academy, um, and she didn't wear like all the wrappings and stuff. So that was my only right. my only thought of seeing one unwrapped. I don't think we're ever going to see one unwrapped if they're smart. Like you, there's what do you put there, right? I think you're gonna it's going to be disappointing one way or another. Well, it it could They're probably be, super hot if if they were if they were um, a species that were that were in in a water environment for a long time, and and now that that environment's depleted through evolution, their face could be very their skin could be maybe more susceptible to um, sun damage because they they don't have hydration that they that they once needed to survive. Right. So maybe they just look like really wrinkly. Maybe they look human, but really wrinkly, and their vocal. Maybe they look like a mon calamari. And their vocal cords. Yeah, and their vocal cords are fucked up, because through evolution of being a water species and then evolving into from that mutating or evolving into a sand species, a desert species, their vocal cords didn't didn't evolve. Well, here's here's my head cannon, right? That I just came up with at birth. (laughs) They're basically have like a trach, like that mouthpiece just right down their throat. So all they can do is just like guttural sounds. Oh, like like they they get they get orally circumcised. Basically, yeah. <laughs> they get so orally this, circumcised. Think of it if you have a mouthpiece with just like a metal tube and you just get that shoved down your throat. So you can't use your tongue for anything. It's just like you're just amplifying guttural <laughs> sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and the biological explanation would be it, it helps with the lack of water for right. whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought that was a maybe. Sweet... It's like go ahead, Bill. Maybe it's like land gills, you know, like land gills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean it. Like, what? What if, like, if they were a water species and it was, what's an ocean planet? Yeah. And they. It's like the opposite of Kevin Costner. Land gills. Yeah. 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 It's the opposite of Kevin Costner in Waterworld. 
It's opposite of Waterworld. Exactly. Yeah. Someone call, call Favreau and Filoni right now. We got it. Bill, you probably got the best chance of being connected to him. Or, or call Pablo. Bill, call Pablo. He'd probably like you the best out of the four of us. I think so. Because you'd I'll have call to call my sister Carrie Beck. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's no Carrie Beck. Wait is. a yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah. My sister. Sister. You have a twin sister. Yeah. So she's not a hut, but she's oh. Um no, I, I thought that the uh, the the I heard somewhere that the the guy who choreographed this episode has done a lot of work on like um, uh, the Watchmen series and stuff, and I thought the choreography on this episode was on point, man. Oh. Like like the people who made Matrix uh, Resurrections could take a page or two out of the book of whoever made this episode. So the director actually directed a couple episodes of the Watcher series. Oh, really? Episode, yep. All right, sweet, sweet. I don't remember what her name is, so I don't want to, but yeah. I'm pissed off that series ended. I haven't, I haven't even watched it yet. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it it's set after the Watchmen movie. It's, it's, it's really cool what they're doing with it, but. Is it just a limit? Was it just a limited series? No, I don't think so. So there's going to be another season, right? No, there was supposed to be. I don't know if there is. Oh, so they just like got canceled. canceled. Yeah, uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah. So now you just have to use your head cannon. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right? I'm tired of stuff getting canceled like that. Yeah, I know. I hate that. It pisses me off. I, here's my thing. Um, if you're going to start a series, if you're going to invest money in, in a first season, like if you're going to cancel it, just give it one more season and wrap it up. Right. That's but- it. If you're going to invest in a show, fucking finish it so that you respect the viewers, you know? Yeah. Even if they were going to have five seasons, like after season one, if they're like, look, this, is, this isn't going to work out. You got one more season. Wrap it up. It's like that movie Jupiter's Legacy. That show Jupiter's yes. Legacy. I love that show. I was just going to bring that up. I like I haven't even watched the last like two episodes because I heard it got canceled and I was like three episodes left and I refuse to watch them because I, I know it's canceled. Yeah. I and enjoyed that, them. I was really looking forward to the second season. Cause the, the last episode is setting up the second season. I like I'm mad. Like I got into it. Like I really started liking it. And then all of a sudden I like, I heard it was canceled, and I'm like, I got three episodes left. I don't want to watch these. And that had our boy, uh, Matt Lancer, in it. Yeah. Anakin. Voice of Anakin. Yes, it did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what's cool, though, like, um, Daredevil, right? So, like, Daredevil got canceled when they went from Netflix to Disney+, Plus, but uh, they're bringing him back. So, they, like, brought back um, Kingpin. Right. Yeah. Yep. And there, like, I saw an article, like it said that uh, he's going to be. Sorry, baby. That's that's Gracie. She's uh, she's laying here on my lap. But yeah, they're so they're bringing these people back in. Um, Has everybody seen uh, everybody seen Spider Man? Not yet. Oh, not yet. But I know plenty of shit. Okay. Okay. Not everything. What, what do you know? I haven't had a chance to get to theaters yet. What do you know, Bill? 
<clears throat> well, I know that uh, Toby Maguire's in it. Uh, uh, my man, uh, what's his face? The second Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. I like him. I loved him in that movie. That movie recently, Under the Silver Lake. Holy shit! What a cool movie. Yeah. So, but um, that happens. I know that uh, Daredevil's in it as like a cameo. Uh, whole bunch of other cameos. I know that there's Doc Ock, uh, Sandman, Basically Electro. Will yeah. Defoe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So my thing, we plan on seeing it. We haven't seen it yet. We, we wanted to see it this past weekend, but there's, it was all sold out everywhere still. Oh man. Yeah. On the day, we have to buy our tickets like well ahead of time to, to do it. So hopefully this weekend. Yeah. So my, my thing, uh, I, I've talked to Mikey a couple of times about it. Um, having to do with like the world between worlds. And I think this proves that it can work. But do you think it could work in Star Wars the same way if we get like, so I am becoming more and more convinced that the Filoni verse, the, like the Mando verse is on a different timeline than the sequel trilogy. And because we don't got Grogu in the sequel trilogy or? A couple different reasons. Like uh, Ben Skywalker was supposed to be the only one that uh, like the first one that Luke ever trained um in the sequel trilogy and mm. he's got grogu at this point so we'll see how that how that shakes out but well, um there's a couple go ahead grogu there's, goes there's, bad and they have to kill him <laughs> i mean it's kind of already done they just haven't showed showed it yet there's two timelines there's two timelines there's the timeline where ezra pulls ahsoka out Boom. from malachor and there's the timeline that ahsoka dies on malachor right. those are two those are two different timelines Right, and at 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 some point, Ahsoka may have an involvement with saving Grogu at some point without realizing she does, which she, gets Gro which which gets Grogu to Mando. She already does, right? Like she's already but, she's but she already well, she's the one who sent him to Tython, which is where Grogu got captured, and that's and Grogu got captured, and then well, she's the one who sent him to Tython where Grogu called out to a Jedi, Luke Skywalker. So if he never, yeah. if Ahsoka's dead and he never meets up with Ahsoka, he never goes to Tython. He never calls out to Luke. Luke never trains him. There. Okay. There it is. So it's right there. I was thinking it's even earlier, like order 66 earlier, but it's probably not. That's probably even better because they can get away with a lot of, they, they can get away with that without having to fucking plug shit in. Right. That's so going to Tython is perfect. Um, but there's two timelines. There's the timeline where Ezra pulls her out and there's the timeline where he doesn't is where I'm at. So how overt do you think that they will be with that moving forward? I I think that it's so similar to MCU. They see how the fans react and they, they augment from there. So, so they'll, so like, I think, I think this, this team, the story group in Filoni and Favreau will keep pulling crumbs away from the big cake or, or adding or adding icing slowly yep. and, and, and seeing the response from there. And then also seeing the final product, because you can make something and think it's one thing. And then you see it and you're like, wow, we shouldn't have done that. So like, it's all about taking it carefully and treading, treading lightly. And with a lot, a lot of respect for the franchise. Um, I'm not totally against it if it's done right only because 
and I said this before, like, like Marvel is totally different. In the comics, they've been doing this shit for decades. They've literally right. been doing this for three, de- like three or four decades already. And it's just a different universe. Like Star Wars is linear. It's always been linear. And continuity is extremely important to the fans and to us. But if you have a genius writer's room that can do it with the care and the necessity of, of a detail that yep. is needed, um, I think it could work. But you, you're going to split the fan. Any way you look at it, you're going to split the fan base. I think Marvel does too a little bit either, but the majority rules and the majority speaks, for, um, you know, raves. So that's where I'm at. My my thought process is all right. So like in uh, like in um, No Way Home, like you have three Spider Mans represented from three different timelines, um, and like you said, like yeah, Marvel has been doing it with different timelines and different Spider Mans and different you know arcs this whole time, but you've got oh let's see. 30 years worth almost like 20 years, 20 plus years worth of legends, Luke Skywalker, right. Starting from like 1991 with uh, the Thrawn trilogy and moving forward, like the new Jedi order. And so, and like, that's a Luke Skywalker that I, I was very attached to. Um, Disney is slowly taking legends. Like we, we've seen a, Good gravy! Why can't the the guy that had Boba's arm uh, armor was Legends up until that episode? Well, he wasn't Legends. He was in a new. He was in a canon. Was book. he? That was a canon oh, book he, aftermath. He, he, no, yeah. he was in aftermath. But yep. um, slightly which, different which, though. Which is new canon, but yeah. But but yeah, they have brought stuff in, right? Uh, but I'm saying, like you said, like they've been doing it for a long time with uh, Marvel, like but we have all this, like we have this Luke Skywalker and I think, yes, it would split the fan base, some of the fan base, but I think it would also um, validate some of the, uh, like some of the people who were really scorned by losing that Luke Skywalker. If you were to be like, Hey, this Luke Skywalker exists basically over here. Like I would love to see Mark Hamill playing like three different Luke Skywalkers, like get like, 70 year old shaved mark hamill as like luke skywalker from one timeline and then you get like grizzled mark hamill from like the last jedi and flashback mark hamill from the last jedi i don't know anything like that but ahsoka says it herself right um in i think it's in rebels right after that which i always thought was like planting the seed for this she says to ezra there's always some truth in legends. Yeah. But I don't know. I can see I'm losing Mikey just bringing this up. No, like, no, no, oh, you're, you're, you're not. You're not at all. <laughs> I, was, I was actually uh, on Wikipedia, um, but I, I kind of found a broken page. Broken. Uh, um, if your theories or, the, or these theories, because I do like most of them, um, would would come to fruition. Th- this would all be portrayed, or the catalyst, the big catalyst, without all these little things that we're talking about, would happen in the Ahsoka series. Yep. And in that Ahsoka series, which 
which literally the logo has the world between world stuff on it, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a huge hint. Yeah. Um, and she is like some sort of avatar of the sister at this point. Like she's got some otherworldly Mortis stuff going on. I mean, what, what you could do though is you could just take two characters from this timeline and through World Between Worlds have them wind up in that timeline and just have them go on that adventure. So what happens, happens, right? Like the sequel trilogy happens, but you've got Ahsoka and Din Djarin and, 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 and you know, what's her name? Vizsla or, or, or whomever. And, and you have them go to that alternate timeline, right? Where, or, or, or that timeline is where Ahsoka dies, but Ahsoka from our timeline goes over there and Thrawn is, you know, you've got the Zahn trilogy happening and you've got Mara Jade and you've got the twins and, um, you know, you've got all of that. Like that, that, that I could see, two or three characters going on that adventure, which is literally like them just going to another multiverse, right? Yeah. We've got exactly. universe, we've got ga- we've got galaxy, universe, multiverse. So like- It's like Loki. That, so that could work, right? That could work because our timeline is still there and it's just these three people from our continuity just going on this adventure where all this other thing shit is happening. Yep. You do it that way because now you're paying homage and respect to our timeline because like, you know, the Ryan Johnson and JJ movies are canon. They're always going to be canon. And that timeline is where we're always going to follow. Our grandkids are still following that timeline with whatever Star Wars content is being made. But you've got four, five, six seasons of a, of the Ahsoka series over here, fucking with Jorah Saboth, The Last Command, and Luke Skywalker, and Mara Jade, and all that, and Mara Jade Skywalker, and all that shit is happening. Right. You can, you can do that. Because you're you're not breaking, you're not you're not canceling the sequel trilogy. You're not saying it didn't happen, like like Zero and all these YouTubers are saying. And then and you I'm can not, like pick and choose. You could you could literally have like bad guys come back through. Like and that if like you literally want to be like oh yeah like they pick and choose from legends already, but that's how you could you could it could be a uh, an avenue for them to bring other people back in like. Yeah, and you do it. You do it with the series. You don't even fuck, fucking fuck with the anthology movies. The anthology movies stay on our timeline. Episode ten. I mean, episode yeah, episode ten, eleven, and twelve follow our our movie timeline. You're not, it, episode ten, eleven, and twelve are not going to the Last Command and Joris Saboth and right. and the Yuzen Vong and the New Jedi Order. It's not episode ten, eleven, and twelve are staying on our timeline whatever series you want to do with Ahsoka and then spinoffs with that. And then with Mando, you, you can, you can go off into multiverse land. And I think that's how you get away with it. Bill, would you, would you be open to that? Like a, a Loki esque Marvel esque MCU multiverse, um, like tangent series on Disney plus like a live action. What if almost, I was about to say, what if they did a what if series? Uh, I, I would have thought that it would be a, a, an animated thing myself, but uh, maybe. Well, well, what if is canon though, because of what happens in Loki, those little pocket universes show up. Hmm. Well, so yeah. So, and even so like still- uh, 
the I still haven't watched Loki. I got to do that. Oh man, oh, yeah, man. you got to watch Loki. And yeah. and also, uh, have you guys seen the trailer for? Um, well, Mikey, I know you must have, and T must have, but the trailer for uh, the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's bringing <laughs> into live action something that happened in What If. Hmm. Are you? Uh, yeah, I don't want to say to people who right. haven't seen it. I guess you can say it. I don't care. I'll see you later. <laughs> Are you talking about Doctor Strange's evil self? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, uh, which I mean, isn't really a spoiler at this point because he's in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Um, okay. But yeah, there's a, there's an evil ver like multiverse variant version of Doctor Strange who's gone totally mad and corrupt with power, um, and that's from What If, and now we're seeing it happen in live action so yeah like it all is and so i think you could almost do that with star wars too like that's what i'm saying if they if they do this tangent series they go off they could pick and choose and bring somebody back in from legends and then just like have them and introduce them as a you would a new character essentially in like episode 10 but if you're an invested fan you'd be like i know that that person came from the other timeline you need to you need to have stakes because if you're doing a what if and there's no stakes because all of your heroes and your even your favorite villains and your favorite characters are safe in continuity right there, there's no stakes so it's like yeah this is just like this like fan thing fan fiction thing they did over here but if you bring characters people care about from the timeline that we're in like right. Ahsoka and as and like Ahsoka Ezra Din Djarin Boba these B tier characters that are some are, are on an A list for some fans, and you bring you bring stakes where there's huge risk right now because we want to see you know we want to see Rosario Dawson play Ahsoka twenty years from now, but if you bring her over here and she can die like that, you know what I'm trying to say the right. connective tissue the connective tissue between the timelines and to keep it canon with the stakes of of it somehow augmenting real start real the real timeline the ca- the new canon's straight line right and the hardest part's already done with world between worlds that was the hardest part to connect those two timelines it's already done and what happened with that catalyst via Ezra is already the the ignition already happened with the with the pull on Malakor my thought would so, be you have these characters like you're talking about like even if you just take, you have Ahsoka, you've got Grogu, and you've got Luke Skywalker in the Filoniverse timeline, right? Maybe, maybe this all goes through, and Palpatine, Palpatine comes back, and he's successful, and he like conquers the galaxy. Um, but Palpatine's back somehow. Palpatine's returned. Yeah, that I, I, they could use that with <laughs> the world between worlds. He could just like step out. And they could be like, again, like somehow Palpatine's returned. Like, yeah, he just stepped through a portal from another dimension. So um, if, if we're if we're already in the alternate timeline, if we're already in it because of Ahsoka with Typhon right. and, and Grogu, right. if we're already in it, there needs to be the holy shit moment in the Ahsoka series that shows us. Right. And that would only happen by her using World Between Worlds to find Ezra again. Mm. And they would have to re- be really genius writing. They would have to get really, really fucking 
my thought Smart process is that. like, what if some like it plays through and they're able to see the world between worlds? Like they see somehow like, yeah, we're doomed. We're never going to make like in this timeline, we're doomed. So they have to sacrifice themselves essentially to make like the timeline of the sequel trilogy happen because they see like that's the timeline where Ray succeeds. And what if they're standing there, like Ahsoka standing there in World Between Worlds, talking to Ray from like a portal from the World Between Worlds when she says her line to Ray, like let in uh, Rise of Skywalker. That could be a way to like tie it in and also like you know they were like oh ahsoka must be dead um if she's talking to ray here and feloni's like oh not necessarily she says it when she's still alive years before right so i don't know i don't know that's my i just want i would love for but see i love like i love time travel movies I love like back to the future and stuff. I love when like they time like in loss when they're jumping around in time. I love it. I love looper is like one of my favorite newer movies. Um, I love when they play with timelines and stuff like that. And it's not in every series, but I've never really been personally just like outlander. I think it's a cool concept. Like my wife watches outlander and I think it's cool how they jump back and forth in time. I've never really been, hooked by it or watched all of it i think but bill loves I've watched all of it he loves it i don't know if i love it but i i watch it it's a show me and my wife watch and we we don't get to watch a whole lot of tv so it's like if we get a series we, we enjoy we, we try to try to go with it right but outlanders outlanders pretty good when i when i first heard about it i was more psyched about it right because i heard it's time travel and i'm like oh time travel i'm on board but there's not that much time travel in Outlander. I mean, it's based all on time travel, but there's it doesn't happen that often. Right. Yeah. I started watching it. Actually, I, I got psyched about it. Kind of the same thing. I watched like the first couple episodes years ago uh, when my wife and I were opposite shifts a long time ago. I thought there was going to be magic involved. I was pretty right. excited. And fairies and shit. Yeah. So I watched what? like the first few episodes and I was like, okay, but okay. And then I just kind of never like, picked it back up and then like a few years later my wife was like yeah i'm like three seasons into this thing (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay she's like yeah it's awesome i was like i I thought it was pretty cool and then i but i guess they time they jump back and forth a couple more times or something like that so there's a couple times they go back and forth like the main character lady she goes back in time then forward in time then back in time again and they have a daughter right there's some other characters go back the daughter goes back in time um there's mary jade right there yeah uh yeah so what what do you think time travel in star wars bill um i don't know if it's the best idea i mean i didn't mind it in world between worlds but if we did it all the time then like no timeline is is set in stone you know that's what I'm saying. If they do it in Ahsoka and they make a thing of it, which I hope they do. I think I hope they do it. I hope they make a thing of it. I hope that it's some sort of sacrifice for like that Luke so we can have that hero Luke Skywalker. Uh, maybe Grogu too is part of the sacrifice. Um, so that explains why we don't have Grogu. So we wouldn't have that Luke. We wouldn't have Grogu, but they get to be heroes. And in the process, it like destroys the world between worlds or closes it forever but it solidifies the other timeline with still giving us these other timelines to have had. 
and in between there is three or four seasons with Thrawn. Right. And and we've got, you know, Sebastian Stan or the other kid who played him as a stand-in with Mark's face on him and all that stuff. Yeah, I really, man, that's going to get but then, expensive. Then you've got, but then you've got. Then just give us Sebastian Stan. Then exactly. You, then you've got, you've got. Exactly. But then you've got a Luke Skywalker who falls in love. And there's potential kin involved, and then Han and Leia's kids. If you follow that legend, yep. and then the, that's all sacrificed for Ray to beat Palpatine because they failed. Exactly. I mean, again, like it have to. It, it would just have to be like really, really smart writing to pull that off. Maybe yeah. they could tie in the dyad to that somehow. Like that's how they became a dyad. Like Jaina and. Jason that Jaina Jaina sacrifices herself for Ray and uh Ben Skywalker sacrifices himself for Kylo or something but they're like connected they, I don't know I don't know well you've got Jason solo too right but he he turns evil right and he's dead yeah. at some point yeah. but they could always switch that but that would be cool though to like variant Ben Solo is Jason Solo and just have Adam Driver playing variant <laughs> Jason Solo, which he would never ever do. But uh, you'd have well, to make you it. could you could you could then if, if it's variants you would you have a different Daisy, different Daisy actor. Ridley and Adam Driver as Jason and Jaina. Right, right, which would be sweet. But um, I don't know. I'd love to see something like that, but. But yeah, like you said, they need to solidify the sequels somehow, um, which is like would be their biggest hurdle. But uh, it it needs to tie back to that. But then you have all this content that you want to do for Legends there, so you'd have you'd have fans in an uproar for like seven years during this <laughs> process to solidify that. Right. So, I, I I don't know how. I don't know if we're gonna get to the extent of what the wishful thinking is here. Probably but, not. But but there's something going on. I mean, you look at the Ahsoka logo again. You have to go back to that, and you're looking at what they're what they're already kind of seeding in with all of the the points that Josh made before. Like something is up. Yeah. Something something is definitely up. Yeah. So, guys, what are your uh, all right? So two things. What? Uh, give me your um, one out of ten ratings for this week's episode of uh, book of boba fett and then what are your uh what do you think we're going to see next episode i'm going to give it a seven this time i don't think it's as good as the first episode but i i, I didn't like most of the t- i mean i did not mind the tuscan stuff and i was just getting bored with it but uh the stuff in the present with uh, uh zero's kids uh that was awesome Boom. And the giant, the evil Wookiee. My God, what's <laughs> the Wookiee's name? We got black, he's got black, 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 right? Kersantin, but we'll call him. Let's call him Stanty, just Santee. so we like, black, like Afra. Black Santy. <laughs> My daughter, like I said, we were watching it together, and she's like, "It's an evil Wookiee." <laughs> I mean, the mainstream, the mainstream fans all said evil Wookiee. She, she's what she said was it's an evil Chewbacca is what she said. <laughs> Essentially. So- and I, <laughs> I was like, that's a Wookiee. <laughs> it's Chewbacca from another timeline. There you go. Boom. 
So you said you said <laughs> seven for this one, Bill? I'd say so. I didn't like it as much as last week. And last week, so, so I got to give it a little lower. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, T? Well, I'm going to go in the opposite way and give it a little better. Just for uh, the the Western style, I just the like I said, I I grew up on Western, so eight point five. Boom. Okay. And what do you think we're and, seeing next week? And just because I wanna I wanna be that guy, and uh, I know he's still alive, Quinlan Voss. <laughs> you want to? You think we're gonna see <laughs> Quinlan Voss? All right, all right. Or you just want to see Quinlan Voss? Oh, I just want to see him. I want to. I want to see him, and not the background, and not the surfer dude that was uh, that irritated me in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. I I think you would have gotten a lot more depth from his character. You know, now, we would have if we'd gotten that uh, Dark Disciple arc, which is a yeah. sick book. That was an awesome book storyline. Yeah, but uh, so seriously, uh, like. I think, honestly, we're going to see him leave the, the, the tribe. Honestly, I think something bad's going to happen to the kid. Uh, he dies, and then probably, like, he goes after him, and that's where maybe, maybe that, I don't know, a uh, few years jump, and that kid kills him. And that's why he finds Fennec. Maybe. I don't know. I, that'd be the, the tie-in, I think. Mikey, what do you think? Rating and what you want to see next week or think we'll see? Yeah, I, I, you, Bill and I usually um, see eye to eye on a lot of Star Wars. I, I'm going 9 out of 10. Nice. Uh, I, I loved it. I loved the action sequence with the train. I loved uh, the whole character arc with the with the Tuscans and his his growth there. I fucking loved the the, the twins. Like you said, it was the best huts we've seen on Amazing. screen. The huts are fantastic. Uh, bringing Chrysanthemum into into live action was fucking awesome. We've never, never seen a Wookiee like that before in live action. I mean, oh, that's his actual name. Yeah, yeah Black Chrysanthemum. Oh wow! Black chrysanthemum. Okay, he's, and it's three three caves, I think. Yeah, look up. Um, he's big in the Marvel, like the first run of Marvel comics when they restarted in like 2015. Huh, that's pretty awesome then. Yeah, he's a badass bounty hunter. Um, he and uh, Boba do some things in the comics together. Yeah, so, so they know each other. His. I'm pretty sure what he says to him is like a a reference to when he's like, "Well, this aren't this isn't the gladiator pits of whatever, and I'm not a sleeping Trandoshan guard." That is a reference yep. to some stuff that happens in the comics. Yep, which is sweet. Um, it's awesome. It's it's awesome how they're connecting that. Yeah, it's really really cool. But sorry to cut you off. What do you want to see next week? Oh man, uh, I guess we go to Anchorhead. Um, we've got more assassins coming at him um uh he's he's uh he, well he's probably he's probably got slave one already in the in the current timeline right so well that would be a flashback so maybe we see we see him going to slave one from leaving the tuscans to get his ship in the flashback uh let's get that going already and then in the 
present. I want to see the sit down with the families. We'll get the sit down going and we'll get to the bottom of what's going on. Who's who's in control of what and who is the mastermind behind running uh, the crime syndicates on Tatooine, which could be Crimson Dawn. So we'll move that story along there. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I think that's they set it up nicely for both of those to happen. Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought that's what we were going to get when he busted into the mayors. Right. Uh, well, I, I knew, like I said last week, the mayor is a figurehead. It wasn't going to be he was gonna have he's having his strings pulled too but somebody said it earlier and i was gonna bring it up uh i think that that major domo of the mayor is actually he actually might be pulling more strings than the mayor is even he i think he might be uh the one in cahoots more with like crimson dawn or the huts the the twi'lek yeah i think he's gonna end up i I, because there's something he says too in that scene where he's like, uh, Oh, the mayor doesn't know anything about it or the mayor didn't do it or blah, 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 blah. It's like, he almost starts to say that. Um, and I think that's when the, the assassin gets shot and then like kind of shuts everybody up and moves the conversation uh, in a different direction. Well, I don't like, so just watching that scene, like he's almost fearful of Boba. Like, so like he re- he tries to stop him from going in the doorway, but like still stays out of the way. Like he wants him to go in, but he does like you know he's trying to put up that front where he he you know what I mean. There's something about him that rubs some people the wrong way. And Mikey, I think you talked about it last week too. You didn't really like how he acted or something. Was it who was it that was saying that? Uh, I, I did. I did. I thought he was. Uh he overacted it i thought it was very broadway very yeah uh, and i think that uh, might be intentional. i think he right. might be acting like he's acting because right. he is hiding some stuff um so we'll see that's uh so uh, i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna echo a lot of what you said mikey i'm, I'm also gonna give it a nine i liked i liked it better than uh last week's um not that i didn't like last week i think you need last week is a strong setup everything that happened in that episode you needed um i do i will agree with you bill like there this one was like 70 or 75 percent like flashback i wish we got more of the present timeline but i'm hoping that like maybe it'll offset and next week we'll have mostly in the current timeline we'll see the meeting of the dons we'll see like like uh, T said, like he needs to, uh, and like and like you said, Mikey, like he needs to get all his people together who are already came and like paid fealty to him, like bent the knee to him. Um, he needs to get all their permission before he's like, all right, we're gonna gather all our guys because presumably they've all got, you know, their own goons underneath them. So they're gonna need those people to well, go the mayor, after. He needs goons. He needs his goons. He needs some goons other than the Gamorreans. Yeah, yep. he's going to get them. Um, the mayor sent him somewhere. Said if you really want to find out what's going on, go here. And the sanctuary. The yeah, that was bar. Yep. Oh, that's where it was. So there, that's there, the bar. Yeah. So that's where the stuff's going on. Yeah, he's got to meet with the families. He got the than a bounty hunter. The most like backhanded <laughs> insult <laughs> when he walked in there, and she was like, "Oh." I don't know if you can have a, if I can get you a seat right now. Why don't you go sit at the bar? Can you imagine like 
Don Corleone walking in to like, I don't know, you know, like a, a steakhouse or something and the, the town that he runs and then being like, oh, sorry, you have to wait. We don't have a table for you right now. No respect. No respect whatsoever. Well, maybe she has less respect for him because she thinks that the huts are now in charge because they're coming to stake their claim. That's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. But the mayor was sending him over there to hear it from her. I don't know. So there's something there, but I think like, uh, so yeah, I liked it better. I give it a nine. I'm echoing a lot of what you guys said. I think we're going to see the meeting of the, of the Dons. That's where he's going to get his goons. It's essentially their goons. I'm hoping that he brings in, I'm hoping we see him contact or bring in another bounty hunter. Um, I almost want to say it's going to be IG-88 just because they have IG-88. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they like they can they've already got that ready to roll they've just um, got to make ig11 like black right because ig88 was darker yep um so if you make them black and you gotta remember ig88 there's eight of them yeah so there's, like I, I don't know if people are aware it's like, of, a, it's like a hive minds thing yeah it, it it's a hive mind and they're all basically one brain at like one computer but there's eight of them yeah so you could bring in one of the IG 88s, which would be, two. which would be, yeah, be sweet to bring that in and like, make that like bring in a couple of them. He has a couple of the IG 88s. That would be sick, dude. I don't remember if it was a discussion we had or if it was part of the, one of the episodes, but he actually talks about having a hive mind. Who IG 11? Uh, yeah. Well, IG-11 is not part of IG-88. I think they're... Yeah, but like... But he could have the I same believe... kind of thing. There could be some other IG-11s. Right. Yeah. True. If I if either either Josh and I were talking about it during the episode or he actually mentions it, I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I know time talk- comes together when you start getting old, so... Yeah, we can look that up and talk about it next <laughs> week, but... Um, I know he was hard as fuck to kill in Shadows of the Empire on N64. Yeah. I know that. He was hard as fuck to kill. That's another thing we I would love to see brought in is um, Black, Black Sun. Sun. Yeah. Sizor and shit. Yeah. Let's bring Man, when I was a kid, I, I, I ended up doing an art project and I, I, I found a comic book with, with Prince Sizor in it. And I thought he was the coolest looking dude. I don't know anything about him other than how he looked. Dude, when I saw Solo, okay. Um, at the end when Darth Maul pops up before you can see who he is I leaned over to my wife and I was like it's Sizor it's Sizor yeah that would and be she, sick and she's like what who and then it was Maul <laughs> and then like a month later she was like you're not normally wrong with Star Wars stuff so like what who is this Sizor you were saying and I was like uh it's I thought that like Crimson Sun what are uh, Crimson Dawn was just the new version of Black Sun at that point because um, it's very reminiscent of it and so I thought like maybe they just changed the name like they randomly changed Korriban to Moraban and stuff like that so but uh, yeah I thought for sure that's who that was going to be at the end of Solo so I would love to see Black Sun in this like some sort of representation of Black Sun I know most we... Vigos got taken out by Darth Maul so we'd have to see like ah uh, okay I was going to say a new canon or, you know, real canon. Do, do we have confirmation on Black Sun existing? We do, right? Yeah. So 
it was more in Sons of Dathomir than anything, the comic series that was going to be a Clone Wars arc. And then, but in uh, the last season of Rebels, or not Rebels, uh, Clone Wars, um, when you see Maul talking to, you see him talking to Dryden Voss, and you see him talking to uh, a uh, Faline, who's a Vigo, because he has taken over Black Sun and his Got syndicate. Um, so potentially, Kira could be running Black Sun. So any, and I don't know if he took over the Pikes or not. So even, I have to look that up because if he was running, because he was running a bunch of different syndicates. Yeah. And so if he was running the Pikes at that point and then Kira takes over, just seeing the Pikes in this could also be hinting at Crimson Dawn. Interesting. I think that maybe next episode would be it would be great to get some confirmation like maybe he tries to go after the huts and he like corners them and they end up like squealing like oh yeah we're not really like we're just being figureheads in this too uh we're actually you know it's actually um crimson dawn that's uh pulling the strings and then Mm. episode four or five like he has to go after them like go look for kira i don't know Good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, where can everybody uh, follow you guys? God, you can find me on the Pop Culture Hour Facebook group. Uh, I don't really go on Twitter that much, but my my Twitter's name is uh, at uh, Real Darth Pizza. But uh, I don't really do it that much. So yeah, so basically, just go over to Pop Culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much, we, yeah, for you and Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, the same, man. Uh, you can find me at the Pop Culture Hour Facebook group. If you want to search for it, you have to type the word the Pop Culture Hour because there's a thousand pop culture groups that'll come up if you type that first. Um, it you is can find the me on Twitter. Pop Culture Hour. The, the. Yeah, it's the, only, it's the one. It's the one. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's Star Wars, Marvel, and kind of everything else underneath that. But those are our, th- th- those are our go-tos. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Maximum Paps. You can find no maximum paps. Yes, you can find me there. It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't use it as often, but I do respond to DMs on there. Awesome. Green tea. Uh, you can either find me on the talking or the talking Sith Pod uh, page. Um, I help run that a little bit, <laughs> a little yeah. less every couple of days, uh, or. Um, if you really want to follow me, I don't really post great stuff, just mostly food, maybe some pictures of my kids <laughs> on T Green at Facebook. Awesome. T is also uh in, in our group on Facebook. He posts some stuff sometimes and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah T's on the pop culture hour quite a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I, I uh I try to post if it's Star Wars related. I try to post it on a on the Talking Sith first, and then I'll jump over to, <laughs> to the pop culture. I gotta I gotta represent. I guess next week we just need to try to get Heather on here. And good luck. Yeah, fat chance. <laughs> we we asked her. We asked her. Tonight. We already tried. She really? Said, she said no. Thank you. Immediately. Uh, she, uh, she's she's uh. He did real good though the last two pop pop, pop culture hours. 
she was that was great. a while ago <laughs> she was fantastic uh yeah. I, I don't you know I, I think it's just a matter of um her wanting to dedicate time to hang out with a bunch of bozos like us right <laughs> right bunch of d-bags yeah. like us yeah bunch of dryden bosses that's what uh, yeah yeah and for for those who who don't know like why would i go to some pop culture thing so the soul of it really was a, a star wars podcast from back in the day um that was called rogue one but we we evolved it into um with the you know the sequel trilogy winding down we evolved it into everything so we can kind of talk about everything um but the heart and soul of that page really is a star wars page. star wars page yeah yeah so you guys kind of evolved into that when the you know the sequel stopped coming out and like basically talking sith just took a there wasn't a much star wars to talk about at that point exactly. yeah exactly yeah we um we we have we have a spin-off channel on youtube and, and a, a potential future podcast but bill and i have been really busy um called scumbag and villainy which is perfect yeah. for us but one day uh you know it's a long road, road ahead bill and i haven't gotten to our episode seven yet so we'll get there yeah <laughs> No, we haven't. In, in, in the, the Mike and Bill Wars? No. We're on episode five, I think. There you go. There Maybe you go. soon. I'm working, a, I'm working a job where I'm sort of working with people from New York right now, so my hours are malleable. So we'll see. Well, that means there your you hours go. match up with mine. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. Sort of. I, I, I don't work New York hours, but uh, I don't have to work as stringently with, with it. I, I'm more of a floater right now, sort of, but... So I got to put in my nine hours yeah. a day. I'll float down here. All right. And I am Josh Roach. You can find me at the Talking Sith Pod. Uh, oh, and all. make sure people go to Discovery Plus and watch uh, Ghost Hunters. I produced half the season, half the episodes this season. Boom. And uh, that's on Discovery Plus right now, the Discovery Plus app. Okay. Awesome. Sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, we got the, we got the, you got a legit plug right there, man. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, I love you can, the, the humbleness, right? <laughs> you can follow you can follow me at Talking Sith Pod uh, across all social media platforms. If you got uh, thoughts, you can visit us on Facebook at Talk, Talking Sith Podcast. Uh, send us your thoughts, questions, rants, complaints about uh, my uh, multiverse ideas. Or, uh, you know, maybe you got some ideas how things can tie in, too. But until next time, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. May the Force be with you. And with you. And also with you. Good. (laughs) Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property, we just like to talk about it.